So you want to root for a World Series contender. So you want to sit through 162 regular season games, give or take. You want to sit through some playoffs. You want to you want to feel the excitement. You want to see the crowd go nuts on TV. You want to hear national announcers talk up how how great the Philly fans have been, how how big the home field advantage has been. Well, guess what else comes with that? <laughs> a little bit of pressure, a little bit of tension. How about the first ever game seven in Philadelphia Phillies franchise history? That's what you get. You want to root for a World Series contender? This is what you get. It's winner take all. It's do or die. It's one game for the pennant. It's game seven in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. Hi, this is Phillies Therapy. My name is Paul Boyer, joined as always by the Athletics Matt Gelb. Uh, Matt, our predictions are shot, but the Phillies have a chance to repeat as National League champions. All they've got to do is hold off the 2023 version of themselves from last year and find a way to sneak through. Are you, are you, should we be scared? <laughs> I feel like we might need to be scared. One prediction is not shot off. Kyle Schwarber hits a home run tonight. I think he's the NLCS MVP, which is something that I predicted. But that, that is true. That everything is true. else shot, yes. Um, yes, a ter- this is a terrifying game for the Phillies, I think. And not, and not to be the negative voice in all this, but um, Paul, you hit it right in the head. Like they, this is this this team on the other side is playing with 2022 Phillies like vibes and um, you know they 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 in Game Six really broke through uh, the wall that uh, no team had yet this postseason that was win a game at Citizens Bank Park and sort of uh, extinguish those the feelings and the energy and the vibes that have flourished at Citizens Bank Park this October. Mm-hmm. So they've crossed that barrier now, and uh, that's only going to fuel them a little more, I think. And um, you can look at this game as objectively as you possibly can. And when you do that, the Phillies have every advantage. They should win this game. They are the better team. They have the yes. better pitcher on the mound. They have the better lineup. They mm-hmm. have the better bullpen. Yep. They are at home. Uh, but this is a terrifying game because... It is one game and weird things can happen. And the team at home has all of the pressure on it, I think, right now. To me, the Dimebacks are very clearly playing with house money, just like we thought the Phillies were last postseason. Yep. Uh, yes, I think this is a scary game. That doesn't mean I don't think they're going to win. I think this is a scary-ass game, though, don't you? Oh, of course. Look, I, I am putting on my best face in in trying to look at this. The advantages that the Phillies had in this series, I, I don't think they're I don't think it was a mirage just because we're at game seven. But what changes now is all of that matters a lot less. The Phillies had their chance to really capitalize a couple of times. They sh- probably should have yeah. swept the series. <laughs> yeah, they, you could say that at the very least, this probably should have been over in five. If, you know, <laughs> your prediction would have been dead on then if everything doesn't go completely haywire in those first two games in Arizona. The the team that was playing the in games one and two did not show up for those first two games. Now they were they were different they were different faults. You know, the offense has has sputtered a bit, but then also the you know the bullpen was just out of gas, I guess I don't know. I don't really want to talk about that too much, but the the series, if the Phillies had 
played a consistent level of baseball to use a, a buzzword should be over. It's not. And now we have to see if this team can do what Arizona did last night. They made the adjustment seeing Aaron Nola a second time, right? Yeah. That were successful. The Diamondbacks change. I, I don't, I haven't broken down pitch by pitch, but it looks like the Diamondbacks changed their plan with, with Merrill Kelly. They were, the Phillies were completely fooled on the couple of curveballs that he threw. It's almost as if they were totally unprepared for those. And they just, they did not see him as well as they did the first time. And they were stymied. Nola had one bad inning and that's really what it came down to. He did not have a disaster start in the playoffs. It looks that way because you know, it, it was a regular season Nola inning. It got away from him quickly. And all of a sudden you're down three runs early in the game. What was done to you is what you had been doing to other teams during this, this playoff run. And then the offense did not respond. They did not respond. It was their first time really being pushed into a corner all postseason. They yeah, trailed their for first real. Yeah. It was their first real dud. You could say, I yeah, mean, there's been heartbreaking losses, but I mean, they haven't played a dud of a game like this all postseason. And yeah, I guess there's two ways of looking at it. It's like, Oh, like it took that long for them to have a dud. And mm -hmm. also like mm, kind of rough timing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not great timing, but you, you said it when you let in the advantage is still there on paper. The Phillies have the better starting pitcher going tonight. I know what Brandon, I watched what Brandon Fott did on, in game three. I, I like Brandon Fott. I know he's better than his season stats. I should think that he wouldn't do that again, though. He might. Who knows, right? Game seven. I mean, Rangers... I think, yeah, like having seen him five days ago does help. And just like sure. have the Rangers having, uh, the Rangers, the uh, uh, Diamondbacks <laughs> having seen Ranger, Ranger pitching tonight for a chance to face the yeah. Rangers. Uh, right. The Dimebacks saw Ranger five days ago and the Phillies saw fought, you know, five days ago. And yes, that that, you know, that could lead to better looks for both sides. But I think more than anything, fought is a guy that the Phillies had not seen ever before. And you know, he yeah. pitched really the game of his life. And he's very good. He was a good prospect for a reason. Um, I, I, I think having seen him five days ago should help them. I do like and, you know, he had a specific approach that he took against the Phillies and I don't know how many other like pathways he has, right? Like if he takes that same approach again, maybe he succeeds, maybe not. It's like, okay, well, let's say he wants to switch up the game plan a little bit. How many different ways does he have to get some of these guys out? And, and the thing that worries me after that is, you know, nobody knows how long Ranger is going to go tonight. I, I think ideally you get him two times through and then try and work something in. Hopefully they're mostly clean innings, but who knows the way things are going. And right now there aren't a lot of pitchers that will come after him that you can trust. I know there's something floated about Zach Wheeler potentially being available in an all hands on deck situation. That's, that's really cool. And I like that. It worries me a little bit. You don't, you, you know, this, that's a real break glass in case of emergency situation. And you know, you're starting pitcher on a couple of days rest entering in relief which he doesn't really do like that 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 yeah, that worries me yeah today's his third day right did he uh -huh. what day did so he it would be his throw day right yeah today is his throw day i asked him um what day he normally throws and yes th the third day is his throw day so today is his throw day so basically he won't do his pregame bullpen side session hmm. and uh he'll go sit in the bullpen most likely maybe maybe he won't go out there till midway through the game if it appears uh like they need it um but yeah, I mean, this is the kind of situation where, uh, 
where you where you use somebody like him. I mean, you're yeah. trying to win one game to win the pennant. Um, as far as Ranger, like I don't, there's not a number, and like it's just I don't think there's like a, it's just a totally on feel. Like you have to watch this yeah. guy, and if you think that he's, uh, you know, the way he's getting guys out, how he's pitching, you know, how stressful the innings are, um, it's a game seven, so you know you really don't have a script. I mean, you have certain guys you want to use and certain guys you don't want to use. And I think we saw which guys they don't want to use. And those were generally the guys who pitched in game six. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, yeah, right. People got upset when Craig Kimbrell came in and, um, you know, that's his spot. Now they were down oh, by four is. runs. Yep, um, yep. It was basically mop up work. Um, and that him appearing right there told me that um, he, he's not pitching tonight. No. And Kirkering, uh, you know, just seems like he's he's hit a wall here, uh, which is understandable. Uh, it's the longest year of his life, and I think, um, you know, he he he's probably not in the plans for tonight. Um, I guess the one off shot that you look at this and say is that they're all their really good relievers got two days off. Basically, they had the off day and then game six off. Um, they definitely needed it. Oh yeah, you know you could you could see Hoffman and Alvarado each getting two innings tonight, Alvarado at the very least getting two innings, Hoffman, maybe one plus. Um, so if you say you have some sort of combination of like 10 outs from those two guys, you feel good about that. Just given the way both are pitching right now. Um, I think Matt Strom factors in somehow tonight. Uh, if, you know, if there's a situation where a lefty comes up and there's two men on and they need a ground ball or a strikeout, maybe Chris Sanchez factors. I mean, there's just, they do have options, um, and uh, I think a lot of it's going to come down to Ranger. Like, what what can he give you? And, and all things considered, Paul, like, I, I mean, you know, team outside of Wheeler, uh, he's probably the guy you want on the mound for this game. And 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 just because of the presence he has, like, you, you can't imagine a scenario in which right in which Ranger is rattled by this. You can imagine a scenario no. in which he doesn't pitch well, but you can't yes. imagine a scenario in which he's rattled by you know, the pressure of this game seven. No, no. And, and as staunchly as I have, and probably will continue into the offseason to defend Aaron Nola's pitching. And I do think the Phillies should bring him back. That's a conversation for another day. Um, there was this lingering thought in the back of my mind that, that he was going to hit the wall like he did last year. I'm more afraid of that with Nola than I am with Wheeler than I am with Ranger. I, it's confirmation bias after last night, I guess, but you sure. can, yeah. you know, I just, I, I did not have full and complete confidence that he was going to repeat what he did in game two. I was hoping that he was going to continue it and, you know, do what he can do. But in the back of my mind, when Nola takes the mound in these big spots, I do, I do worry. He has more of a history of performing over these last two years in those spots. I should not worry as much as I did, but unfortunately it was, it was, proved you know founded last night and that's a shame i do think ranger is a great choice for this at the bare minimum you have to get one time through the order you know you make it you make a good point I mean, if he doesn't get if he doesn't get nine batters yeah if he doesn't get nine outs or nine batters i, I don't yeah I right don't it, it, it's it, it's well yeah that, that could go sideways but it's also about keeping them off the board early like the Phillies got. You know, we saw you know, that they, last night, right? Yes. Is that gonna yes. Be, I don't think the team that's. I don't know that the team that scores first night is necessarily a slam dunk to win. But what did we see last night? Right. They they got 
They got pounced on early. The Phillies, they started to respond and then just completely sputtered out. The, the offensive game plan just went up in smoke. Um, really, at this point right now, if Schwarber and Harper aren't doing something, the offense isn't really scoring. You know, you look at, at least for the last couple of games, the the bullpen in the first five games of this year, they did not lead yesterday, so th- th- this didn't apply. But in the first five games of this series, the bullpen had 12 innings in which they were pitching with a lead. I just went through and did this real quick before we started recording. So I, I think this is right, but I'm not 100% sure of it. But they had 12 innings where they pitched with a lead. They had one clean inning, and that was Jeff Hoffman in game two. One. Yeah, it is wow. It is so important. And game two was like the lowest leverage game there was. It is so important for this offense, not just Schwerber and Harper, everybody needs to show up and they need to keep scoring runs because not only is it important to keep the Dimebacks off the board early and actually get the lead and keep the crowd into it. By the way, if you're thinking about leaving early tonight, just stay home, sell your tickets. I don't want to see you at the park if you're thinking about leaving this game early. I don't care what the score is. It's loser crap. Stay home. Um, this team, they need those things to go right. They need the... They need a, a quicker strike. They need to strike quicker than the Diamondbacks. Maybe it takes until the fourth inning. I don't know, but they need to score first. I think I would love to see that. And then they can't sit on three runs. You can't sit on three runs. You got to pile on. You got to take advantage when guys are on base. Runner on third, less than two out, all that little crap. Alec Bohm has to, you know, come up with an extra base hit when the game isn't already six, nothing. You know, Harper's getting on base in front of him and he's, he's like hitting infield singles. And like, that's, that's fine. It's not striking out a ton, but I, I would love to see him barrel something up again. Um, it's been a while. Look, yeah, it has. Look, th- th- this team did not play well yesterday. They did not play well yesterday. The hope is that they have flushed that out of their system. For me, I am more worried about the offense than the pitching, even though the bullpen has been shaky. I, really? If the, yes, because if... If more guys outside of Schwarber and Harper at the top of the lineup, you know, Turner was great for the first two games and then it has, you Turner, know, I thought Turner had some of the worst at bats of anyone yeah. in game six. I yeah. That's where really it, it was really disappointing. You know, they even got the matchup with like, Anyway, not talking as much about the past. They need those other guys to show up. Nick Castellanos has been absent this series. Oh, for his last 19. You know, like it can't just be and those that's the thing two guys. Is like, yeah. Like everybody wants a lineup shuffle. Um, there won't be one. First of all, and second no, of all, I just can't. don't know like what I just don't know what you do. Like, I guess, yeah. Do you flip Real Muto and Bohm four and six? I, I guess. Like, I just I don't know if that marginal advantage comes at the, um, you know, the cost of that would be maybe you know less confidence for Bohm and more pressure on Real Muto. I, I think that's real. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I so, think that's very real. Uh, it's interesting, Paul, because I take the counter to you. I, I am way more concerned about how they get twenty seven outs tonight. Okay. Uh, I, I guess like, well, I'll start with this. How many runs do you think wins tonight's game seven? Six. How many runs? Six. six. Wow. Yeah. You, need, you think they had six? You need these things six, five. I, I do. Runs. I do. And, and well, here's what I want the offense to show that it's capable of doing that again. Right. Like we have game two where they, they dump all these runs out there and they pile on. And, oh, okay, great. You know, they score four runs in the seventh inning in that game. And then in the seventh through ninth innings combined in the other five, they have four runs. They're just, they're not, they're not doing it late. Arizona has a nice bullpen. It should not be this nice. They should no. be getting runs against these guys and they're yes. not doing it. 
So they need to do it. They need to have those runs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't just, I, yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's six, but yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I, I just think, yeah, I'm looking at this and you're trying to figure out how do you get 27 outs? And I, I'm just, I'm not sure. I mean, I know there's different, there's ways to do it. No doubt. Uh, I'm just yeah. not sure how it happens. And um, I do think they will score some runs. I just, I think that, um, no lead feels safe right now for the Phillies. And that, and that is a real thing. And that that's not to um, suggest that they can't hold this lead and that tonight, some of those relievers rebound. And, um, you know, I do think Dominguez and Strom are part of the plan tonight, whereas Kirkering and Kimbrell are not. Um, and both Dominguez and Strom have pitched, you know, better of late, not great, but better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, Hoffman and Alvarado, you know, really uh, to me are, are, are like the keys of tonight. Um, they, they are going to have to get a lot of outs and, you know, you know, who I think is taken, who has had like some of the best at bats in the entire series. Who's that? Brandon Marsh. Uh, hard to disagree there. He's not great at bats, but like, you don't move him up though. Cause like you keep him where he is and like, you know, he didn't bat higher than like sixth all season. And there, there's a reason for that. It's like, again, once you start, if you're the manager and you start moving guys up and down for game seven, now all of a sudden you're signaling to that guy saying, I'm moving you up. And now there is inherently more pressure on you to deliver now because you're batting higher in the order, or you're batting lower in the order. And that just, I, I understand why he's not going to make adjustments before this game. I yeah. 100% agree with it. I get it. Um, this is what got you here. And it would be absolute panic to switch it up uh in the season's most stressful and you know perhaps final moment so totally get that uh turner and bohm and castellanos to me um the you know three righties right there just need to be better they just need to have better at bats um turner and you know specifically turner turner is probably gonna be batting with men on base you know numerous times in this game Clearly, they were pitching around Schwarber and Harper early uh, yep. in game in Game Six, and the Phillies did not make them pay. Um, no, I actually thought Bohm had better at bats. He you know, did. Yeah, he shot two singles the other way. They were not hit hard. They were just singles, like you said. He hasn't barreled up anything of late. He's actually been swinging at strikes mostly, though, and taking balls, which so I'll give him credit. He just hasn't squared anything up in the strike zone, which yeah, which that's fair. I don't know if you'd be so. Would you be more concerned if he was chasing right now, or more concerned if he's just not squaring up strikes? I think he, because he's making better, you know, decent swing position, swing decisions, that you're like you could you could almost squint and say, oh, I could see him just like running into one maybe tonight yes, because he is swinging at strikes and not at balls. I, I no, I absolutely agree, and I think that's why I'd be a little more concerned about Turner coming into this than than <laughs> well. I don't know. It, it, it's Whereas about like Castellanos game. right now. Like, I don't know. Uh, I don't see him making solid contact. And that'd no. be funny because he'll probably hit a home run tonight. But I, I just, yeah, maybe his at bats have been, um, have been really bad. They've been yeah. really bad. He had a home run in his first at bat of the series and he has not had a hit since. The, some credit to the Diamondbacks pitchers for living on the edges. I think they've done yeah. a, a, a pretty good job spotting their pitches. Like, this isn't all, you know, the Phillies wailing and flailing, although JT had another one of those swinging a ball at his, you know, at the crown of his head, uh, AB's last night, for the most part, you're right. I do think they're doing a pretty good job with their swings. Turner aside lately, 
Turner threw away a couple of bats. Turner and Cassianos, yeah. Um, yeah, and Cassianos, you know, lower in the line. Stotts had the, better bats. Stotts, he has. Stott, I thought, has had better bats. Again, hasn't, like, made solid contact. He doesn't have an extra base hit in the series, um, but 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 better contact. Um, yeah. I mean, look, like, you need your – it's game seven. Like, what yeah. – you need your stars. Like, you need Schwarber and Harper and Turner at the top. And Yeah, you do. You got to catch the ball. Can't give him an extra out. And the Phillies defense has generally played okay. Yeah. Um, outside of like Chris Sanchez, forgetting how many outs there were and uh, Turner with a couple uh, mistakes in the field early in the series. But, um, you know, Gregory Soto threw a ball away last night, but that the run don't didn't score. I don't think was anyone watching still in the ninth inning. Um, yeah. You got to catch the ball. Dimeback started to run a little bit, but also there was like it was a it was a game state where the Phillies were less uh, yeah less focused on the base runner and more focused on just trying to get get the guy at the plate out. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think I need to rescore my worries because it's more like a half a point to each. Really, no, because I'm not like, trying I'm, to like sway you because I I, I I I buy that. I mean, like the offense hasn't looked. Um, it hasn't looked like it's dominant self, but I also think that like, I don't know the way this ballpark is and the way this team is like, if somebody cranks a home run early, it almost, it's like everything, everything is fixed, right? <laughs> well, you know, it would go such a long way to see that happen, especially after last night. Now the team has done a good job bouncing back when they've lost, you know, they, they lost game four um, in a really dumb way, but the offense did their part in that game after being shut down in game three. Yeah. So the, the offense hasn't really had two straight games of bad play. I guess if you want to no. look at it that way. No, and not <laughs> only, not only have they bounced back after losses, they've generally bounced back within games, right? Remember the Braves series where yes. they, every time the Braves took a lead, Castanelos comes back with yes. uh, a big hit. And even last night I was thinking, I actually thought that like, you know, they left some guys on base, but they give up three runs and then, but they come right back and they score one. And I'm thinking, okay, like that is, it's not the response, like the whole response you want, but that was a decent response. You're like, okay, they got one back on the board. Um, you, you know, Nola starts, you know, having quicker innings. You're like, okay, like, you know, they're still in position to strike here. Um, but Merrill Kelly, I, I thought did a tremendous job. And then they started to get out of their approach and they, they swung at 15 first pitches uh, last night, which kind of continues a trend. Like I wrote about this uh, in my story, the athletic today, this is the first pitch swings uh, game by game in this series. And it's not, the raw number is maybe misleading because um, there's, but generally they've had about the same at bats in every game, but uh, game one was 12 first pitch swings, then 10, then 10, then 15 in game four, 14 in game five and 15 in game six. So just a hmm. little, maybe a little more out of their approach, like a little more aggressive and aggressive isn't bad. Um, but they, they, you know, they haven't turned that aggressiveness into results yet. I'll tell you when, my mood really turned for good last night because I did feel good when Marsh responded. And even for a couple innings after that, even when they didn't fully, you know, close the gap, it was the fifth inning, right? In the top of the fifth, you know, Carroll gets on with, you know, his probably his most well-hit ball of the entire series, just a single. And then Cattell Marte, who is probably the one guy on the, in the D-backs lineup they've had zero answer for. Yeah. And um, Paven Smith. I haven't even really got Paven Smith out. He won't play tonight because it's yeah, lucky on that. But yeah. yeah, whatever. Um, now, Cattell Marte has had an incredible series. He'll win L NLCS MVP if the Diamondbacks win tonight. Um, hits that RBI triple, pushes the the lead to 
three yeah. rounds, right? Yeah. And I'm Kirk like, okay. Down, right. Yeah. And I'm like, that's mm, that's not great. But then Mike Lorenzen gets out of it and doesn't allow anything more. Even though he's kind of the white flag guy at this point, you can tell that Rob Thompson. Oh, right. Is, the fifth thing. I'm sorry. The fifth thing. Yes. The triple. Right. Yeah. Noel was still in the game, gives it the triple. Yes. Yeah. Lorenzen. Yeah. No, I was thinking when Lorenzen strands that run on third, it's a, it's a three run game. But I'm like, whoa, like, I feel like this is a moment here. This guy hasn't pitched in 12 days. He just came in with a runner on third and one out, and that runner did not score. And you have to feel like you are extraordinarily lucky in that moment. Yes. So this team has another one of their get-out-of-jail-free cards that, you know, they have some kind of magic where they get out of really tough situations a lot more times than they they normally would in the course of, like, a regular season. And it's it's a three-run game in the fifth inning. Plenty of time left, right? They leave Merrill Kelly in to face the top of the lineup for a third time in the bottom of the fifth, and they go over three with, with two strikeouts. That was it. Took, that was where my took him out, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, they that took Kelly out, which was weird because I thought they should have just kept him in at that point. Yeah. But that was that was when I, I fully yeah. gave up the ghost and was like, they they didn't show up today. And they kept it within striking distance. You know, four runs isn't a ton. Um, but it just never really felt after that point like they were gonna mount a serious rally. That that cannot happen tonight. That cannot happen tonight. The Diamondbacks gave the Phillies an opportunity in that fifth inning to really get back into it by leaving their starter in to face the top of the lineup, including the two guys who are really doing anything. And they got away with it. You can't let Arizona get away with it tonight, whatever it is, or else you will lose this game and you will lose this series. So I don't want to see the, I don't want to see another fifth inning. I don't want to see the game turn like that because that's when it happened. And that's when everybody seemed to kind of check out. Um, Maybe that's, a cruel way of phrasing it. Um, but you know, the fans in the park got a little less engaged. I, I didn't feel great after that. It was just tough from that point on. And I don't want to see a repeat of that. Yeah. For me, it was the seventh inning. Actually, I thought still they had a little shot and, and Schwarber tries to take an extra 90 feet on a, uh, yeah. you know, a ball that gets away from the catcher. And it was, it was just so ill-advised. It's like you have Turner batting. And then if Turner gets on base and you have Harper, I mean, it's just, yeah, I mean that that to me that was it. Um it was probably over before then as you alluded to, but um Yeah, I mean you know, pushing it forward to game 7, uh maybe this is too easy, but I just feel like um if they're going to win, like I just uh, if I imagine Kyle Schwarber having a big swing. Um this is the mm-hmm. guy who you know, dating back to last summer when Bryce Harper breaks his thumb you know, Kyle Schwarber was the guy who stepped up inside that clubhouse, and that's when it became his team. Seriously, and don't laugh, but I mean, it is he is the leader in the clubhouse. He is the guy who sets the pace. This is why he bats first. This is why he is beloved uh, by his teammates and his coaches. Um, he is the steadying presence. He is a guy who has played in a massive game seven before in his life. Um, I just if they win tonight, like I, I can close my eyes and I can picture him having a big moment in this game that really just, you know, gets the crowd alive, steadies the club. Uh, and, and they just plow forward from there. And I, you know, absent that, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know why it's hard for me. To, it's so hard for me to picture them winning tonight without like a big Schwarber moment. Is that weird? No, I don't think it's weird given how, you know, what were we just talking about? He's one of two hitters who's been doing anything in most of this series. And if he's not setting the table and his version of setting the table is usually hitting a ball 460 feet, but if he's not setting the table, the guys behind him haven't really been picking him up. Harper aside, 
you know, Turner's got to come back. If, if Schwarber's not going to do it, somebody else has to do it. And who do we have faith in to turn things around if it's not going to be Schwarber after? Like, we, do, well, okay. Mar- and I mean, the bats have been great. Yeah, they have. And even then there are times when Marsh, this series has looked totally fooled. I mean, he does have nine strikeouts in his, you know, yeah. 20 or some, maybe like there, he does have some of the better ABs in this series. He was the guy who tried to get this team back into it in game six. He looks good when he's making contact, but he's still hit or miss. Even it's, it's looking a little dicey right now. The thing that you, the thing that I'm going to lean on and I'm, I'm putting my best foot forward. I'm putting a good face on. I am, I am trying to be excited about this history, you know, franchise history. The first time ever, I don't know the last time this franchise has ever won a playoff game when facing elimination, I guess, apart from that game uh, seven back in what was it, 80 or something like that. You know, they, they didn't have a game seven then. Like, I, I don't know the last time they went, it, it must've been in one of the best of fives clearly. So no, well, none of these players were on any of those teams. So that doesn't really matter. That's a franchise ghost situation. That's when you start thinking about the spirits. Uh, and 2009 like, World Series, right? Weren't they down three one in '09 World Series, uh, and they and they won to avoid elimination in Game Five? Yeah. Uh, you're Hopefully. right. They did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I I thought in my head it went like last World, World Series. Yes, Series. they were down. I don't know if that's the last one, but that's the last one I remember. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so there you go. And at that point, they couldn't they couldn't pull it together and enforce a Game Seven. All right. Again, none of these players were on that team. And it's a totally different squad. It's a totally different setup. But there are narrative things at play here, right? This is a team that is not last year's team. Last year's team, there was a larger share of our brains. uh, I'll speak for a few of us here who were a little bit more content with the way things went just because the team was on such a surprising run. And what they gave us on the way to the World Series was so amazing that it's like, well, yeah, that sucks. But also, wasn't that a lot of fun? This year, this year, the way they had been playing, you expect this team to win. I think if they win this game, they things look good Series. for them in the World Series. <laughs> look, it, yes. it does, but you need to get past this point. And now like, we're getting credit, to a point. Let's credit, though. Let's, cr- let's give credit where it's due, though, okay? Dimebacks have played a good series. Yes, they have. They've played a good series, and, like, they're they're – they surprised me. And like, I know I'm getting, I got crushed because, you know, what did I say before the series is that I thought the Phillies had massive advantages in games three and four. And uh, I, I do think they had them. And they honestly, did. They, they squandered they it. You should have won both of those games. Like they really, um, you know, they had late leads in both of those games and, and probably should have swept the series. And uh, they really let the Diamondbacks back in um, Craig Kimbrell specifically. And, and obviously he's not going to pitch in a big spot, perhaps for the remainder of the playoffs and uh, credit to the Dimebacks though. I mean, they, the door, the Phillies opened the door and uh, they've pushed right through it. Uh, they have some pesky players. Alec Thomas uh, has really impressed me. Um, you know, a lot of the pitchers have, have, uh, you know, done their job for the Dimebacks and you said they're not overpowering. It's not the most, um, you know, it's not, it's not like the, the best stuff that they're bringing in, but they've, they've really located, they've, they've really used the edges. Well, like they've made some good pitches on the edges. Um, they, they've, uh, they deserve to be in this game seven. 
Yeah, and that's a good point about Thomas, I guess, thinking about matchups. You know, earlier in the series, he didn't start, and they moved Carroll to center so they could have an extra righty. They put, I, I, they had Pham in. I wonder if they do that tonight. That was the game three. Yeah, I mean, that was yeah. game three. They had Longoria DH, right? And Pham played right field. Um, Carroll played center. Yeah, Thomas probably doesn't start tonight because it is a lefty, and he, he, he really just does not hit lefties at all. So, yeah, I wonder... Yes, that that should help the Phillies in early, you know, earlier innings because Thomas does scare me. I know his, you know, he, he's got. He's a better player than his season numbers. He, he yeah, is. yeah. Um, it's a good point. Yeah, I'm assuming that uh, Emmanuel Rivera plays third base tonight, and Longoria DHs and Fan plays right. You know, Fan was benched and he hits a home run last night. You know, does he get a start? He probably gets a start tonight, right? I I would think so. I would think so probably. He's a guy who's been held down all series, and then you know you hope that home run doesn't get him going. But otherwise, I feel like they've had a good plan with him, and he hasn't to this point, apart from that one at bat, been much of a factor. Um, yeah, man, look, it's going to be stressful. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say everything's going to be enjoyable unless they come out and and drop a Stephen Matt special and lead you know eight nothing after <laughs> the first inning. Jeremy like, Guthrie. Yeah, like unless they I don't end think somebody's. That's <laughs> and somebody's career tonight we, yeah i don't i don't see that happening um it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a hard game to watch and experience as a fan of one of these teams <laughs> it is it just is i get stressed watching game sevens and my team isn't involved um you know about the I, I was, al game seven yeah no, I, well yeah i was i was stressed with that one until the rangers you know until adolis garcia decided he was gonna hit every single pitch he saw out for a home run um it's it's going to be a hard game tonight. I, I don't see either team running away. I would love, I would absolutely love to keep some of the stories that this team has been writing and building to keep going. I, I feel like some of the mythology of Citizens Bank Park was punctured last night and a loss tonight would would pretty severely widen that hole and bring us back down to a more ordinary standing for whatever that is worth. Um, at least until next postseason, I feel like this team has the it factor that a Phillies team has not had since 2011, where you feel like, yeah, the, I, I can see this team doing it. Um, and I would hate, 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 hate to lose that. I would not call it a blown series if they lose tonight, just because I'm so hesitant to use that. But I can understand who would. I, I would not blame you. I have a higher bar for something like that, but it, it is a series that they should win. I'm not going to use that, you know, past perfect tense or whatever yet because they haven't lost yet. They could still win it. They could bounce back. But this is a series that all along they should have won. And they have a chance to just take care of business tonight. You have the home crowd. You have your coolest customer of a starting pitcher. He's even got, he's got a better temperament than Wheeler. It's close. But Ranger is the most even keeled. This is the guy you want out there. Yes. This is the guy you want out there. And it's actually, and it's a good matchup in terms of their lineup too. I know they have a lot of righties, but I think this is a, it's a decent matchup. All things considered. Yeah. And he's, he's been great. He's been great. He hasn't been overexerted. He's everything is still there. Did they have advantages in game three and four that they did not take advantage of? Yes. That doesn't mean the advantages weren't real. The advantage is still real tonight. This is still a better team, but it's one game. That better team has to show up. Yeah. That's really all there is to it. 
more than two guys in the lineup have to show up. More than one guy, more than Jeff Hoffman in the bullpen has to show up. You got to show up. This is your chance to be a legend. There are guys on this team who would turn into demigods if they have a big game tonight. They would be remembered forever. Bryce Harper's already got that. Zach Wheeler's already got that. All right? I I understand that. If it's not going to be Harper on offense tonight, if it's not going to be Wheeler in relief tonight writing that story, maybe they're just punctuation marks. Somebody on this team has a chance to become immortal. And I don't use words like this lightly because they're so dramatic, right? It's it's a little intense. No, this is a legacy say, game. This it is a is. legacy game, not just for this team, but for this franchise. It's like they put a, they put a lot into this, and this feels like an inflection point, right? For for everything, uh, and you hate that it comes down to that one game, but it also makes for for great theater. Exactly. Right. It, it's it's the other side of the coin. There's a ton of pressure and they're backed up against the wall, mostly, you know, well, partially of their own design, partially of the Diamondbacks playing a good series. But the other side of the coin is somebody has a chance to do something truly, truly special tonight. And that's the way I'm going into it. You know, we had we had the swing of his life. That was a game five. You know, that that was one of the things that kept it from being, you know, <laughs> Bill Mazeroski winning a world series with a walk-off home run in game seven. Um, but that was about as close as you could get to just the scenario, capital T, capital S, but it's a game seven now with a chance to go to the world series. This, okay, is, this so is the big time. Who are your legacy makers tonight? I, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't no, do it. I think that. the easiest answer is like Ranger, right? Like Ranger tonight, you know, he, he got the lot, he, you know, he already has, you know, sort of this mythological status for coming in, you know, in relief in game five last year and, and getting the last two outs uh, to win the pennant. Uh, if he gives them a really solid start tonight, uh, you know, the guy lives forever here, uh, yeah. in my opinion. Yep. Um, so he's the, he's the easiest answer for me. Um, but yeah, maybe it's, it's probably someone that we're not thinking of. It's probably someone who has struggled. You know, maybe someone runs into a ball in a big spot and it's a home run that's replayed forever, just like Bryce Harper's is and yeah. will be. And, you know, that's the terrifying and exciting part about Game 7 is that uh, it could be the smallest or biggest play and it could be any guy. And really could just be one guy like has a big moment. And, man, uh, the one thing I do think Paul is that Brandon fought is not is not going to pitch deep into this game. I do think I the Diamondbacks so. are going to be really, really, really aggressive. And it might just be like one time through the order for him. Yeah. And, you know, if, if they get the lead, the way the bullpen is pitched, you know, that they have but they, every but the, right but in the world the, to be but confident. This is, and a lot of people have been talking about this, and I don't know how much you've been paying attention to this, and there's all these studies, and now people are, you know, wondering whether this is more the case. It's like, is the third time through the order penalty or the second time through the order penalty in the postseason um, – more or less, you know, worse than the penalty of seeing a certain reliever four or five times in a series. Yeah. And now the Phillies have gotten quite a few looks and just like the Dimebacks have gotten quite a few looks at the Phillies relievers and the Dimebacks relievers. And so um, there is real familiarity. Now these teams have played six games already. So um, it will come down to, you know, certain matchups in, in both bullpens. Um, but I don't know that past performance necessarily dictates what happens tonight because there is, there no. is familiarity now. Yeah, there is, there is. Um, without getting into much crystal ball specifics, but I guess just to throw something out there, I feel like JT does something tonight 
maybe offensively, maybe defensively. I don't know. He's just the name that's popping into my head. And I hope he does something good. We'll see. That's as far as I'm going to take it. Because <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I th- this is unique. You know, how, how much baseball have the two of us watched in our lifetimes? You know, you you have been there for, actually been there for, you know, 90 to 95% of the games this team has played, you know, for years and years. I watched this team while I was, you know, getting paid to watch other games when I was with the league and just, you know, in my free time would watch them. There, We haven't seen anything like this. We have seen nothing like this. We can draw on other things. We can draw on, you know, like this team might do with past looks of, of pitchers in this series. We can... We can frame this in a way that feels somewhat familiar, but the truth of the matter is we haven't seen anything like this. And something tonight will happen, hopefully good, something tonight will happen that will be forever etched into our minds, into our baseball-watching minds. Whatever happens tonight will live on that way. Um, I think that's what worries me and has me more nervous than it just being (laughs) a playoff game is there is so much history at stake here, right? Like this is... This is a an his, a historical thing. Um, you know, maybe folks aren't going to outside of, you know, Arlington aren't going to remember last night's ALCS game seven quite as readily because it was a blowout game. But, you know, Adolis Garcia's performance is going to live on forever. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. You know, it, the game Montgomery. might have been a blowout, but yeah, yeah. Jordan, Jordan Montgomery, Montgomery coming in, you know, the, the deadline acquisitions that Texas made, you know, being the, the, the starting pitcher and the winning pitcher there like that. I'm telling you, man, the story, the narrative isn't everything, but it's a lot. It's what we take with us after these seasons end. And I I would love to see history be on our side this time. And that's about all I can do from this position. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, so I can't wait. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. I'm excited to be there. Um, I, I think. uh the one thing I did think happened that happened last night was a lot of those, you know, a lot of the nerves really, you know, formed into negative energy. Uh, and yeah, you know, I, 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 um, that probably will happen again tonight if they get down and that, I think that, that does, you know, highlight the importance of getting ahead. Sure. All right. Well, I think, I think we've said all we need to say, all we can say, uh, it's up to the players now. It's always been up to the players. We just like to think we play a part here. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, it's do or die. It's a game seven. I think Zach Wheeler pitches tonight. I think so too. I'm expecting to see him. Uh, but Ranger Suarez gets the ball to start. Brandon Fott gets the ball to start for Arizona. Expect the lineup on the Philly side to be the same. Hope that guys show up, have better at bats, string things together. Absent that I, we could go for another game with five or six home runs. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's going to be a nail biter. It's it's going to be tough. Um, enjoy it as much as you can. Remember to breathe, pace if you need to. Work out that energy. If you're going to be at the park tonight, you are lucky. You are fortunate. You know, as much of a a bummer as it was to be at World Series Game Four last year, I, I still part of me feels like, man, I was there for I was there for something special because that's the way I need to look at it now. You know, I was there for a no hitter in the World Series. My team lost, but that was in its own way historic. I hope everyone who's there has a better outcome than I did in that game. I hope the lineup and the pitching staff and everything is the the truest 
and highest form of everything we've been building this home field advantage up to be for the last two years. They're going to need every bit of it. Uh, Matt, before we sign off and before we wait, oh gosh, it's the morning. Still so many hours before this game starts. Before <laughs> It's so long. Are you before, okay? Yeah, I'll make it. I'll be fine. I'll take my own advice and remember to breathe. Uh, before we sign off, anything else you feel about this game? Anything else you, you want to say or just get out there? I don't know. No, because like... I'm generally wrong, and I'm so bad at predictions. But <laughs> me too, dude. It's been, that's not been a good predictions week. I think for me, um, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, if they win, I think Suarez and Schwarber and Wheeler and Alvarado are the four guys. All right, makes sense to me. I'm happy to leave it at that. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> big game coming. Enjoy it as much as you can. Hopefully, the Phillies pull it out, and we'll see you. After this series ends, one way or another later this week, I don't want to talk about the other way. Hopefully the Philly, we're prepping for a Phillies World Series appearance. We'll see how it goes. For Matt, go read his stuff at theathletic.com, as always. I'm Paul. Game 7, coming up. This is what we waited for. Now's the time. Go Phillies. Go Phillies.